1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, going to our foundational scriptures here, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. He wants us to be intelligent about these things. Uh, jump down with me uh, to verse uh, verse 8. To, for to one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom, uh, or by the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, which is what we're going to talk about today, uh, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Um, jump down with me to verse 31. and says, but, but covet earnestly the best gifts, yet show you I unto a more excellent way. Or yet I show you in a more excellent way. Uh, so covet earnestly, don't be ignorant, and uh, let's take some time to uh, rid of the ignorance in our lives to make sure we understand these things. So today we're going to talk about the working of miracles. This is the second power gift. Uh, we, we've dissected these gifts. There's nine of the gifts, nine total. You can break them down into three groups of three. The first group being the revelation gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. The second uh, group would be the power gifts the gifts that do something. Number one would be the gift of faith, which if you didn't listen yesterday or, or whenever you're listening to this, if you didn't listen to the to the broadcast or the podcast about the gift of faith, you need to go back and listen to it. We're not going to get into all the matters of it today, but we are going to compare and contrast the gift of faith and the working of miracles. We kind of did that on the gift of faith's podcast but we're going to do that today with the working of miracles. Uh, but we're talking about the power gifts, the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. Uh, these are biblical things. These are not uh, doctrinal. These are not uh, within a church or anything like that that establishes these things or some type of denomination that has come up with these nine gifts and then the definitions of it. No, it's all biblical. You can go into the Bible and find these things happening. Uh, but the gift of faith. Uh, we're talking about the power gifts, gift of faith, gifts of uh, the, the working of miracles and the gifts of healings uh, in that specific order and order of importance uh, in the matter of how they work and function in the, the believer's life. So let's start off by defining what the working of miracles is. So you can say I took some different uh, teachers and if you want to know what books I've got, um, I, I can share these with you. I've got a couple different uh, books and teachings that I've gone through with Kenneth e. Hagan and, and uh, Howard Carter. Uh, just solid foundational teachings and very, everything backed up biblically so that they define it through the Bible. But these are the definitions I found uh, and that I want to explain to you with the working of miracles. I thought this was good. It said the supernatural demonstration of the power of God by which the laws of nature are altered, suspended, or controlled. Uh, you could define it also like this, the supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. You know, a lot of people define miracles or they say the word, it's a miracle when they look at things that are beautiful or extravagant, but they're still uh, following the normal course of nature. I'll give you an example. You've heard someone say the gift of life or the miracle of life, right? Um, let me just tell you the uh, a human baby forming in the womb is a powerful, powerful thing and a very incredible feat of human nature. 
God created an amazing system within the human body to be able to to house another human body and to, to form it within itself. Amazing, incredible. But it's not a miracle because, and just hear me out for people that get offended at this. It's not, I'm not trying to do that, but it's not a miracle, the form of a baby or a baby being created in the womb of a woman. Uh, um, that's be- the reason it's not a miracle is because it, it, it's along the lines of nature. It's following the course of nature as it should. You know, you see the, you see a, a beautiful sunrise over a, a, a mountain a landscape and you say, oh, look at that miracle of, of that beauty and that miracle of life over there, the miracle of a sunrise. It's, I hear what you're saying and I value it and I think it's beautiful. I'm, you know, my wife and I, my family, my daughter, we travel to Utah and and ski and we see sunrises and sunsets and it's beautiful, especially in that part of the country, but that's not a miracle. That is the, it's following the normal course of nature. So that's not what a miracle is. A miracle, again, to define it, a miracle is a supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. Uh, it, it alters the ordinary course of nature. It's not normal. Um, so I, I, and again, I said something happening that is extravagant, but normal to nature is not a miracle. So sometimes by defining what something isn't, it helps us understand what it really is. And so again, if it follows the normal course of nature, it's not a miracle. It has to alter the course of nature. Um, it, it, I, I, you could say it like this. It disregards the laws of nature. It, 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 the miracle from God does away with what natural means could sustain what, you know, it, it like, uh, you know, if you were to hover over, uh, the top of something or jump, you know, an extra amount of height that you, no human possible could, or it, it, it would uh, go beyond the human nature. These are things that would take supernatural intervention for it to happen. And I hear people now in their mind, well, this is great for Bible talk. This is cute, Dylan. Well, let it be that way for you. You think if as long as you think that way, as long as you talk that way, you'll never be used in the things of God. You'll never experience miracles in the things of God. Uh, you'll never get to taste or see or feel the things of God in your life. If you have that type of attitude and that mentality, oh, it's just for the Bible. No, these things are for today. There's There are multiple, multiple uh, accounts of miracles happening today in society and they're needed. Um, I believe it was, uh, don't crucify me if I'm wrong here, but I believe it, it, it was a, a Allen or, uh, I, I think it was, it was an older time minister. And he said that the miracles, miracles of God are dinner bells to the lost. Meaning it's a, it's an extravagant, uh, powerful, uh, uh, drawing force for the lost that they want to get into the church. They want to get into church meetings. They want to be a part of the things of God when they see miracles happen, because you know, it defines, it defies the laws of nature. It, 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 so it surpasses that. Now, if you listen to my podcast about the gift of faith, you may be a little confused because you're saying, well, Dylan, the gift of faith you were explaining is the, it sounds like everything that happens within the gift of faith is miraculous. And it is it a hundred percent is the gift of faith. We use the example of Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel, if you go back to the book of uh, Daniel, you'll see that he was cast into the lion's den and uh, you know, 
when you you're you're in a pit with a bunch of lions, chances are you're going to get attacked by the lions, but he didn't. And so I want to start also here and continue on with this in talking about the difference between the gift of faith, not faith, and we're not going to get into defining what is, you know, faith in the old in the new testament and defining salvation faith and all these different things and then what is the gift of faith we've already done that but there's a difference between the gift of faith and the working of miracles let me start by defining it like this faith is passive faith the gift of faith i want to make sure i'm clear so people don't get confused but the gift of faith one of the nine gifts of the spirit the gift of faith is passive what it means is that it's not a it's something that you have to work up. God gets involved without your involvement. You, you, and it's it, the gift of faith is for the supernatural hand of God passively coming into your life without your involvement in it to protect and to preserve or to pro, to provide for you. Now, the the working of miracles, though is active in its nature, meaning you are involved in that miracle taking place. And we're going to give you some examples of this. So just hold tight. But but that's the main difference between these two, because the gift of faith is important to understand. The gift of faith does involve miracles. It is There is miracles within the nature of the gift of faith. But the working of miracles means your involvement is needed for God to use you in a matter to allow the altering of nature to happen around you. Now, let me pause for a second with this. If this is too much for you, it's time to grow a little bit in the things of God. If it is God, these things are for the church, not just for a pastor, a preacher, a teacher, some evangelist somewhere, some great minister across the world. No, these gifts are for the church including those people, pastors and evangelists and prophets and all these different things. Yes, it is for them as well as for you and me, for the church. It is for the church. And so when we, that's why Paul said, covet earnestly, desire these gifts. Don't be ignorant of them. Learn about these things so that you can be educated in the, in the, um, in the using of them and God will use you in them. Because if you don't know what they are, think about it. If you don't know what the gifts are, you don't know that they're in, they're in operation. God doesn't get any glory for it when it happens. Why would he do it for you? He doesn't just do it just to do it. There has to be reciprocal benefit for him. And, and that's how God operates. You know, so when you're operating in these things, if you're operating in the gift of faith, the Bible says faith pleases God. Any kind of faith pleases God. It, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So operating in these things brings glory, brings recognition to God. And that's what, that's what we need to be uh, educated on and make sure we understand that these things are for us. Believe for these things. You know, you don't want to just live a life uh, of, of no power. You know, no, Jesus said to go into the world, preach the gospel. But before you go, make sure you're filled and empowered with the Holy Ghost to, be, to use the gifts that I've made available to you. Glory to God. All right. So continuing on, the main difference is, Faith receives a miracle. Faith receives a miracle. The working of miracles works a miracle. Let me give you some examples. In the book of Acts, we see the reference to Paul. And in chapter 27, and I've got to hurry through this, uh, the working of miracles and the gift of faith 
we can see an example of Paul in Acts 27, where the, the gift of faith in operation where his boat is shipwrecked and the, the sea calms itself. And we see that they don't lose a single person on that boat in the middle of this crazy storm that they're in the middle of. But they don't lose a single person on that boat. The boat is destroyed, but they don't lose a single person on that boat. And so God is involved, gets involved in that scenario, protects them, preserves those people on that boat. He preserves them without any of their involvement. They didn't do anything. He didn't stand up and speak to the wind and waves. Now, let's contrast this. So that's the gift of faith. Now, the working of miracles. Think about this now. Jesus, we have an example in Mark chapter 4 where Jesus stands on the boat, gets up. They wake him up from his nap. He's snoozing in the back and his disciples wake him up because they're full of fear. And he's, they say, hey, Jesus, you come on out, speak to the way. And he comes out, speaks to the wind and the waves. And then what happens? Immediately, the course of nature changes. Immediately, there's wind, there's waves, there's rain, there's storms, there's lightning. And in the midst of all that, Jesus speaks a word and immediately those things change. That's the working of miracles. Because it took a man's involvement. It took Jesus coming out, speaking to the wind and the waves, and then a, a, a something changing within that, within the course of nature there. So you see the difference in it. Paul and his crew... Now, I forget how many were on board. Well, I pulled it up here. Let's just look. I believe there was 200 and something people on board. All were who, uh, uh, verse 37 on in Acts 27. And, and in all, we were 276 persons on the ship. And nobody died on the ship, including the prisoners. They were protected and preserved. That's the gift of faith. But the working of miracles, Jesus stands up speaks to the wind and waves that's the working of miracles that takes an involvement of it all right let me give you another example uh in the new testament okay so there's working and involvement from a person you hope you're understanding the difference now and what the working of miracle is working of miracles is you getting involved in something and god backing it and changing altering the course of nature you know, God answering a prayer doesn't necessarily mean it's a miracle. It's a miracle. God provided a house for me. I'm not taking anything away from God providing and helping you and, and giving you a home. But that doesn't mean it's a miracle if it falls within the lines of nature. Now, if you're standing in an open lot, <laughs> if you're standing in an open lot, and I mean a piece of property, there's no construction, there's no nothing on that piece of property but dirt and grass and wildlife and the house falls from the skies and falls onto the property and it's there now that's a miracle and and that can that happen i wouldn't put past god i would not put it past god to do something miraculous like that he can do it he would do it my point is you just receiving a house you getting approved for a loan you buying a house and and paying cash for it all those things are great and god's involvement can be in it we thank God for those things. Those are wonderful blessings. That's that's the benefit of walking in the blessing of God. But it's not a miracle because it follows within the course of nature. All right. Example number one in the New Testament. So Jesus feeds the 5,000 in John chapter 6. So he takes this little boy and, and, and you know, it may have been a lunch, but it doesn't say lunch. The little boy had Five loaves and two fish, right? He could have been going to the supermarket. He could have been uh, uh, coming back from the flea market. You know, it may have, may have been his lunch. Seems like a lot of food for a little kid. 
two whole fishes and five pieces of bread. I th- he may have been shopping for his mom and heading home. I don't know. Either way, this little boy had this food. Jesus uh, has his disciples take that, and there's involvement from man, Jesus. There's involvement with a man, and he multiplies that to provide to the rest of the people. Uh, another example from Jesus, you could see a working of miracles is in the the um, the wedding feast where he turns water into wine. It changes the course of nature. You know, how do you take five loaves and feed 5,000 people with it? Unless each person gets such a small piece. I mean, but that's not, that can't happen because the Bible says that they took fragments home in baskets. They took the fragments home. Uh, or they helped the, the young boy. The boy took the fragments home of all that was left over. So there was a multiplication of the little bit. That's a working of miracles. It changed the course of nature. Here's an Old Testament exa- example. Uh, or, you know, and, and we talked about the New Testament example of Jesus speaking to the winds and waves. That's a New Testament example. An Old Testament example is God speaking to Moses after they left Egypt to, to, to uh, stretch forth his rod. And then what happens now? The sea parted and split so that people could walk through on dry land. And it was it, it. What would have been the necessary? What would have been the necessity in it spreading if it was very low water? You know, and we've all heard the. Uh, maybe you haven't, but th- what happened is the Egyptians, the people that came, Pharaoh's people, ended up coming and trying to capture them. And when the sea was no longer split, they fell into the water and they drowned. You know, so it had to be some level of high water for it to have to drown some horses and chariots and you know men it had to be of a a significant amount of water but uh, god uses moses to stretch forth his hand and that sea parts now now the sea parts in front of them that is a working of miracles because it alters the course of nature it wasn't natural for that to happen and and for it to be so spread apart that the that one bunch of people could walk through and then once it came back together people died underneath it that's a powerful powerful thing well i hope this helped you this morning we went over time a little bit but i hope it helped you and, and educated you a little bit on the working of miracles this was number 5 we've gone through 5 so far of the 9 gifts of the spirit we have 4 left be sure to check these out if you missed any of them they're on my podcast apple podcast there i believe we got we have um word of wisdom and the word of knowledge up on the podcasts as of today the rest of these will make it make their way to the podcast channel get up with god so go check those out listen to them educate yourself on these things and share them put them on your facebook put it on your instagram take us a screenshot uh tag get up with god live that helps get the word out and share it with everybody but hey i love you so much i'm blessed to have you with me ask god if he'd have you help partner financially and with prayer you know we need prayer to continue doing reaching and doing what we do. Thank you for everybody that does participate in partnering and helping uh, fund what we do to reach people. Uh, what a blessing it is and what a what a honor it is to be able to manage that and be a good steward of that. And uh, there'll be a return for you. You'll be, you'll be able to uh, partake in the same reward that we get here for helping other people. So uh, pray about it. Ask the Lord if he'd have you do something. But I love you so much. Thanks for joining me today. Let me know how, what you thought of it. Leave some comments. Share the post. And I will see you on the next broadcast live for Get Up With God. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you soon.